Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and deposit match at sleeper download the app and play fantasy uh on that app with me follow me on there at anthony or la but today on the show we have had you know 28 24 hours and some change to kind of sit and reminisce about last night's game against the clippers that again went to overtime lakers won 130 to 125 and I have a couple kind of notes having rewatched the game, as well as a question that I'm going to actually pose to you. So in the comment section here on YouTube, I want to I hear from you what you think about uh, this topic. But I want to know if the Lakers do lean more heavily into this rotation that is bigger, how would that look like, right? They have a, they have a number of guards. They have plenty of wings. And they have some bigs that can play alongside each other. It's tough to make a rotation extend beyond 10, 11 guys without, you know, some of those players starting to feel like their, their role is getting squished a little bit. So I am going to start to try to figure that out myself, but I also want to hear from you as well. Let's start though with last night's game or a couple nights ago by the time you guys are listening to this. I'm recording this uh, Thursday for Friday morning, essentially. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really blown away by the level of basketball that we saw out there on November 1st, right? Like it was, that felt like a game in the middle of the season, or it felt like a game you know, leading into the playoffs or maybe even in the playoffs, not quite in the playoffs because those games tend to be a little lower, lower scoring. Um, and I do think that, you know, everybody's still kind of feeling each other out. That's why you saw those inflated scoring numbers, but man, in terms of atmosphere, in terms of the way the guys were going at each other, LeBron guarding Kawhi right from the tip and LeBron or Kawhi immediately going at LeBron, um, Paul George fouled out. Like they never call anything on him. So he must've been doing some egregious shit. And he was to get six fouls called him called on him. So yeah, I, I just, you know, we rock rewatching that game was, was a, an absolute delight. And there are a couple things that I kind of noticed over the course of the game that uh, I do think are, are worth noting and either can be addressed or built upon, you know, see some more of that stuff. So let's go get to that. The first thing that I'm, I'm starting to kind of realize here is 
you know, you start to look at which combinations of players make sense next to each other, right? So a really obvious example, the most obvious is LeBron and AD. And that is kind of the way that you build your rotation out from there. It's how do you get those guys on the court as often as possible together? And how do you optimize those lineups when they are out there together? And, um, you know, some of this is dependent on the way that those guys are going to play at various points in the game. So early in the game, I think it makes a lot more sense to really rely more heavily on two big lineups with LeBron out there at the three because, uh, you know, yeah, he's going to be guarding a, a tougher assignment earlier on and you try to hide him as best you can, but the Lakers are giving up weight. Like they're starting so slow because not only do you have smaller groups out there, which, you know, are, are going to go away from, I think some of the Lakers strengths, um, but then it's kind of exacerbated by the fact that LeBron on the weak side is not really paying attention, you know, there and, and isn't really boxing out and isn't crashing the boards. You know, he's just kind of trying to reserve his energy so that in the fourth quarter, he can really close things out. Right. Um, and I think that if that is going to be the case, then the Lakers would be wise to try to stagger things in a way that, you know, you have two bigs and LeBron out there, or you have, you, you know, if it's going to be Anthony Davis out there as your single big, then, you know, maybe that needs to be reddish and you need to have Max Christie out there um, to help with some kind of, you know, I, I guess, cumulative size. Um, but, but I, I do think that like early in the game when LeBron is kind of easing himself into it, I think this is, Again, I'm not blaming him in in its entirety for uh, why the Lakers are starting so slow, but it, it's it's tough to have your best player ease himself into a game on a lineup that really needs him to be playing full bore defensively. And and by the way, I don't want him playing full bore, right? I I want him to be able to kind of ease himself throughout the game and and then really kind of take over late. Um, in, in this case though, uh, early in the game, the Lakers are going to keep taking their lumps so long as LeBron is, is approaching the game that way. And he's playing in those lineups as he is. Uh, so that's one kind of tweak here is with those early LeBron minutes, I do kind of wonder if it makes some more sense. And some of this is what the Lakers can and cannot do. And this is kind of why I've talked about bringing Jared Vanderbilt into the fold in that starting group, whenever he is um, available and healthy is that gives you some more cumulative size to allow LeBron to kind of chill and relax and ease himself into the game. The other kind of concept that I'm, I'm realizing here as well is I don't think these guards play very well off of each other. Now this is going to be something that, I would say improves over the course of the year as they learn to play with each other, but whether it's D'Angelo Russell, whether it's Austin Reeves, whether it's Gabe Vincent, I don't really think the Lakers need to play too many minutes with two of those guys on the court at the same time. Um, especially when Rui is healthy, especially when LeBron is available, especially when Anthony Davis is available. I just think you have enough creativity, whether that's primary secondary or tertiary 
that you don't need two primary ball handers out there for very long. You could do it like in some spots here and there, and depending on what the other team is doing matchup wise as well. And this does complicate, complicate things a little bit. We'll talk about um, at the end of this, we'll kind of zoom back out and figure out, you know, how you handle all of these concepts. But I really, I, I really don't think because, you know, D'Angelo Russell is very, I, I've, I've really liked what we've seen from him to this point, but he does have his physical limitations and it makes him a, a lesser defender and round rebounder. Um, you know, Austin Reeves, I think competes on that side, but we saw last night with Russell Westbrook going right through his chest, what that can do to your defense. And, and again, I know he's competing. I know he's working hard, but it, it puts a lot of extra pressure on Anthony Davis and a backside of the defense in LeBron James, who like is still easing himself into the game. And then Gabe Vincent, again, he competes and stuff, but he's six one, you know, and, and, there isn't just there isn't just very much that he can do defensively beyond pressure the ball and even there he's kind of struggled a little bit to do that without fouling so i i really think that until those guys you know improve defensively which i don't necessarily think is really going to happen this year or they learn to play better which i do think will happen over the course of the year i think you know the lakers should probably you know, consider Torian Prince a two every so often. They should consider, uh, you know, Austin more of a point guard and play Max out there a little bit more. Um, I know that Aaron doesn't like the idea of LeBron sliding over to the to the three, but I do think you can do that so long as you have somebody like Max out there, um, or or some uh, uh, you know, some extra mobile help that you know, can, can help with some of the foot speed stuff that you're going to run into problems with LeBron at the threes. Um, but like the, 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 again, just to like, you know, really sum this up, put a bow on it. I think the Lakers here would be well served to stagger those three ball handlers um, and, and not play them alongside each other because there's just, you weren't really getting much benefit out there. And and part of that is a shooting issue. So all, all, you know, well, I guess two of the three of them, Russell has picked, picked things up as of late, but gave Vincent shot the ball really poorly to start the year. Austin Reeves, you know, fin finally figured some stuff out on the second half of last night. And hopefully that continues moving forward, but you know, his shooting woes have had a negative impact here. And if those guys aren't shooting the ball, well, and the ball isn't zipping around out there and you aren't executing offensively at a really high level, then you're really running into some issues. And I'd rather just have some size instead of the extra primary ball handler. All right, really quickly, today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Again, download that app. Again, it's, it's really easy. It is just Sleeper. Uh, you download the app and you get ready for the NBA season, which... Now that it's here means you can now have a chance at a hundred hundred times your cash on a daily fantasy basketball play. Uh, basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Steph Curry, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, uh, and others pick more or less on stats for these stars, points, rebounds, three pointers, steals, double doubles, triple doubles, etc., Um, and more for up to a hundred times pet play out on sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. 
Use promo code LA Lounge and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms for details. But I'm looking at the sleeper app right now, and it is uh, I'm recording this again on a Thursday. Uh, so I'm looking at Thursday's action on uh, the NBA, which, by the way, they have NFL, they have NBA, baseball just wrapped up, but they do have hockey as well. They have uh, college football, which college football is amazingly fun to bet on, especially as it as as it pertains to fantasy, because like you could bet over under Caleb <laughs> Caleb Williams throwing four and a half touchdowns and be like, yeah, you know, I can see it. I can see it the proper odds, but on any given night, you can find your favorite player. You could find your favorite team. You could find really fun odds on some really fun stats to go over or, or, or under on and, and earn a hundred times your money, depending on the bet that you could make. That's insane. So again, download that sleeper app, use promo code LA lounge and join me on there at Anthony Irwin LA. All right, uh, let's go with, you know, trying to build out this uh, this rotation and and some important questions here, right? So with various guys, you have to ask yourself very honestly, how real do you think this is, right? And like as I've been recording here, the Lakers tweeted out a picture of Cam Reddish and a quote from Darvin Ham calling him a, quote, top-notch elite defender, which... He's been better than we thought he would be, but I don't think he is a top-notch elite defender moving forward. Not, not given the amount of information that we have at this point. Maybe he develops into that, and maybe the Lakers just stumbled into that and have developed that. You know, at the minimum, that'd be really cool, but I don't necessarily see it, right? So somebody who is an elite top-notch defender is Jared Vanderbilt. So when he gets back, if you have to like keep one of those two guys in the rotation, then it's pretty clearly Vanderbilt. As I just talked about earlier, if the Lakers would do less staggering or, um, or, or actually stagger more of the minutes, which would mean that uh, with those three primary guards, Reeves, Vincent, and D'Lo, that you would only have one of them on the court at the same time. Maybe you could, you know, kind of squint and pretend that Cam is, Cam is a two. Maybe you do the same kind of thing with, with Jared Vanderbilt, and then you play him at a different spot on the offensive side of the ball. Um, maybe you do that with Torian Prince, or maybe you play Max Christie more. But the Lakers have enough options here, maybe too many options to make this rotation work for everybody um, that would allow you to be able to do that. And... I do think for what serves the Lakers best in, in, you know, building out this rotation is, you know, Prince, you better be a really effing good shooter, right? Uh, you know, for those guys who maybe heading into the season, you thought to yourself, the Lakers would be an offensive leaning team and then allow the defense to be as good as it could get. Okay. But at this point you're seeing actually the Lakers look quite a bit more imposing when they're playing better defense and getting out in transition, at least right now, right? Maybe eventually those 
um, those combinations and those lineups will learn to execute better in the half court. Um, but to hope, and this is something that I think I got wrong in the preseason or, or, or undersold and how difficult it would be is, yeah, I think ideally if this was 2K and everybody just knew how to run the plays like right off the bat and how to operate off of each other, um, that identity of a first five that goes out there and executes in the half court followed by a more chaotic second unit um, that that would make sense there at the start of the season on 2k because there those aren't human beings that you're, you're dealing with there but these guys are and I do think that um, hoping that any unit that didn't play together last year would just pick things up and know immediately how to operate off of each other in the half court and also like if they know that they're going to be playing kind of slow, know how to speed up defensively and then also slow down offensively and figure that out collectively as well. That's a big ask. And I, 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 I think one thing I got kind of wrong heading into the season was just expecting that of that group. Now though, you know, until those units do learn to do those things, you know, and, and, and this might even go for the rest of, of the roster here, but those players that lean more offense where there is duplication in on the roster that is better defensively, uh, those guys should be feeling a little bit of pressure, right? So I mentioned Prince, same kind of goes for Rui Hachimura, where uh, I don't think the Lakers trust him all that much defensively, especially on the perimeter. If he's going to be a part of this identity with the late and I, he should be right. He's a huge human being. He very much fits into bigger, stronger, faster. Um, but if he is fully going to fit in that concept, one thing he'll really have to do is improve defensively and, and give the Lakers, allow the Lakers to have more faith in him on those spots so that, you know, they, they feel more comfortable going with him at, at a small forward or, or going with him next to some guys that aren't necessarily the best defenders. I think some of what he's run into so far this year is by playing with the, that second unit more um, he's playing with guys that the Lakers also don't necessarily trust defensively a bunch. And it's made those units collectively worse off. And uh, for Rui, I think he really has to improve defensively if he wants more minutes here, because otherwise, at least in the regular season, Vanderbilt makes a whole bunch of sense. Like he's just, he's, he's a very good regular season player. And, and I think that'll really kind of show itself come time when he is available and you can see him in direct contrast with some of, you know, with the Ruiz and the uh, princes of the world. Um, another, another guy who is, you know, who we've already seen this with an offensively talented player who like welcomes and relishes in competing defensively has been Wood, right? Where, yeah, you would think that he would be out there and hell coming into the year. I thought that, you know, he would be more of an impact player on that side of the ball just because he offers spacing that would allow AD to, to, to function a little bit better. That would allow LeBron to function a little bit better when he's out there with Wood. Um, and we've seen some of that. Most of it is reputational, but it, you know, I'm not going to complain when when teams overreact to a player on the perimeter and give up the interior to the Lakers. 
But uh, Wood, you know, serves at least right now as an example to those players who lean more offense. And like, hey, if yeah, I, I wanted to keep playing and I saw in the preseason that Jackson Hayes was completely outworking me. I need to work harder out there and I need to make more of an impact in those times when I'm not shooting the ball all that well, or I'm not seeing the ball all that much. Um, I need to be able to make an impact out there. And he's figured that out. So uh, it can be done, you know, and I, I do think in like Rui's case, he has the tools to be able to do so. I actually kind of liked what we saw from him defensively in the postseason last year. So if you can get back, back to that kind of defense, that kind of physicality and, and be more reliable in the Lakers eyes, then, you know, he can, he'll, he'll have more than he's more than capable of, of, of earning those minutes in that rotation. If not, you know, and given the way that Cam is defending, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if I would agree with it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Darvin rolls with the guy who plays the defense. And, um, you know, I think eventually that might be able to be said about Max Christie and uh, Gabe Vincent, you know, or Max Christie and Cam Reddish, where whoever defends better and makes more of an impact uh, on that side of the ball gets those minutes. And, you know, an example of impact on that side of the ball, Max Christie played 21, 22 minutes last night. And in that game against the Clippers uh, or, you know, whenever it was Wednesday night, uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, he, he deflected nine passes in 21, 22 minutes. That is more than any Laker has uh, had nine deflections. I don't know if they were all passes. Some of them were, were strips and, and blocks potentially as well, but nine deflections in 21 minutes is more than any player has had in any game individually so far. Um, and that's just activity. That is understanding what a team is looking to do, getting your hand in the passing lane or sticking a hand out for a strip or whatever it is. Max was hugely um, impactful on the defensive side last night. And if they get more of that from him, which him obviously believes he can, he said so before the game, then I think eventually he'll have to, to have minutes carved out for him. And those might come at the expense of say Gabe Vincent or, you know, whatever, maybe Torian Prince as well. Um, and eventually probably Cam, Cam Reddish. Um, but this, this rotation is, is, is obviously it's really early here. Right. And like, it's so early that you can't make major tweaks to a thing that isn't set yet. So, you know, we'll see what this looks like. And I'm really curious over the next few games as the Lakers maybe start to welcome this identity of size, defense, and physicality, um, what that does to the rotation, what that does to the opportunities of some of the guys who don't necessarily fit in that identity and are replaceable in the rotation. Um, unfortunately, and I liked the print signing. I still do. Unfortunately, the guy who keeps on coming to mind here is probably Torian Prince. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lowdown. Thank you everybody for tuning in uh, over the course of this week and to start this season, uh, the, the numbers and subscriptions and all that stuff is going up. Um, no, you know, Lakers roundup this week because I will be out of town 
Uh, but if you want to participate in that in a more active way, hit that subscription button uh, to become a lounge VIP and uh, you'll be able to come on stage if you want. Your questions will definitely be answered and, and all of that good stuff as on top of, you know, some exclusive content and some exclusive, um, you know, conversations that I will have uh, as that as that aspect of this channel grows as well. So uh, do that. The Lakers are out of action, you know, obviously tonight by the time you guys are listening to this, but they do play Saturday against the Magic again. We watched that game. It is an interesting matchup there. They're playing on the road at Orlando, um, and and it is a game that I, I do think the Lakers obviously should win. You need to take advantage of of those kinds of games whenever you get them, but it it is going to be tougher than I think people thought it might have been heading into that first matchup there. And it's really difficult to beat a team twice in the matter of a week um, after they've already seen you, especially if that second game is taking place on the road and the first game was a tough one. So interesting setting for for Saturday. Um, On Sunday, I will be there to uh, recap that and answer your iTunes questions and and whatever mailbag questions for the episode on, on Monday's Lowdown. Um, So until then, and until the next time I hear from you or you hear from me, (laughs) I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and I'll talk to you Monday.